Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So before we get started today, um, I hope uh, and I wish for the family of Colin Powell some uh, peace and serenity. Colin Powell was lost today. Uh, Colin Powell, uh, at 84 years old, passed due to COVID. They noted, the only reason I bring it up is they noted it, his family, in the notification of his death, that uh, he was fully vaccinated. So, uh, again, I, I have no intention whatsoever of politicizing a man's death. I don't, as you, you've heard me rail against that often, I think it's grotesque. But I hope he rests peacefully with the Lord. Uh, news this morning, I was supposed to go on Fox News, as you know. Uh, many of you see my appearances Monday morning on Fox and Friends. Obviously, uh, we canceled that due to the breaking news. Uh, folks, it's a busy show today. That happened this morning. There's a lot going on with me personally and some of my business uh, partners and things like that. I, I got a lot to get to today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. It's time to stand up to big tech like today. Get a VPN. Protect your data. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, let me get right to it. I've got uh, that story. Uh, again, an update on me and also a just astonishing story this weekend about China's advancements with nuclear-powered hypersonic missiles. Now, an angle of this story that has been entirely missed by just about everyone, with the exception of a few limited sleuths online, is Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton's role in this. Wait, what? Is that a conspiracy theory? No, it's real. Don't go anywhere. Some of you already know where I'm going with this. Troubling stuff. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. Let's go, Brandon. There you go. Let's go. <laughs> Very good. I just bought that song. Uh, uh -huh. Let's go, Brandon, which is jumped to the, not kidding, it's jumped to yeah. the top of the hip-hop charts. Let's go, Brandon. That's an actual song. Look it up. I'm not being silly about it. Okay, just a quick note before I get to Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton's role in uh, what I believe to be the creation of one of the most dangerous existential weapons, meaning it could wipe us out if handled correctly by the Chinese and the Russians. Uh, what was their role in it? Before I get to that, so I have a lot of business partners in many of my business ventures. One of them is Cumulus. It syndicates my radio show. Um, listen, uh, this vaccine mandate that they've instituted, apparently some people have been terminated due to this. A friend of mine, Tron Simpson, who I remember, and uh, Doc Washburn as well, who I know I wouldn't call his friends, but uh, uh, a good guy nonetheless. I'm not going to comply with any of this, and I'm going to be talking about this on their radio stations today. Uh, so they can make a decision as to what they want to do, but I'm not taking it. I'm not going to sit back and take it. I'm not going to let these people get canned and do nothing about it. So you're going to have to make a decision, this company, and make a decision stat what you want to do. Uh, because if you think you're just going to sit here and make me a pawn in your little chess game here, you're crazy. So we'll be talking about this on their stations today, and we'll see how they react. But I'm not going to let these people get canned and do nothing about it. That's not what I'm about. That's not what I do here. I told you from the beginning, this was never about the money for me or the notoriety or any of that crap. It was about changing things. And I'm not going to sit back as it all gets uh, trampled on by a company I partnered with on this radio venture. It's not going to happen. So you've been warned. You can listen to the radio show today to see how that's going to work out. Now, can the Biden administration possibly get any worse? The answer is yes, of course it can. Sadly, I wish that was in fact not true, but it can get worse and it has gotten worse. I'm sitting around this weekend and I see uh, this story by a Dmitry Sevastopolo. Forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong. I'm saying my own name wrong half the time. Scoop. China has stunned U.S. intelligence and military officials by testing a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile that traveled through low orbit in space, making a full circle around the globe before speeding towards its target. A nuclear-capable hypersonic missile travels at five times the speed of sound, can evade 
our missile defenses and can also evade radar. Nuclear-powered hypersonic missile. I don't know, guys. That sounds to me like kind of a problem. That's what do you bad. think, Joe? Yeah. Would you, would, if you were categorizing that as A, problem, or B, non-problem, can I assume you'd go with A? Dan, I'm going to go with A. You're right. He's going to go with A. He's like Sal from the Ear Sonic commercial or whatever. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'm going to go with it. Gee, would you say A? That's a problem? Yeah, Gee says that's a problem too, Joe. Now, right. here we go. Hashtag again. Trump was right again. Here's a video of Donald Trump from a long time ago as president, obviously, talking about the threat from China and Chinese technology and the Chinese military. And again, all gaffed off because everybody was like, orange man, bad. We don't like Trump. PP tape, Russia. Here's Donald Trump right again. Check this out. In order to maintain America's military supremacy, we must always be on the cutting edge. That is why we are also proudly reasserting America's legacy of leadership in space. Our foreign competitors and adversaries have already begun weaponizing space, developing new technologies to disrupt vital communications, blind satellites, and just, I mean, you look at what they're doing. They've given me rundowns. I've seen things that you don't even want to see, what they're doing and how advanced they are. We'll be catching them very shortly. So just to be clear, while the intelligence community in the United States was busy spying on Donald Trump and trying to fabricate a PP tape that didn't exist of prostitutes peeing on a bed that Obama slept in because it was a story told to them by some crazy person, uh, some far, former foreign intelligence guy. Yeah, the Chinese and the Russians were kicking our asses on technology and developing hypersonic nuclear weapons. Now, you may be saying to yourself, Dan, that's unfair. The intelligence community, you know, they didn't know anything about this. You know, they just got, they crept, they got, I saw that uh, dreadful movie, Halloween Kills. It was uh it was on this uh, service that we have as a part of this package. I mean, the movie was just terrible. But Michael Myers always winds up creeping up on people. You may say to yourself, like in the movie, how do you not see him behind you? So you may say to yourself, how did we CIA? How did you not see China and Russia building a hypersonic weapon? Well, here's a, a, a talking head on Squawk Box overseas uh, talking about how the warning signs were everywhere. But again, our intelligence community, guys, was too busy fabricating a, a massive, systemic, global white supremacist threat that's going to kill everyone and wipe them out. And was also busy spying on Donald Trump, attempting to claim he colluded with Putin to interfere in an election. They were too busy doing that. They missed all of this stuff. Check this out. The Chinese looked at doing something like this in the 1970s. Uh, orbital bombardment. They have published papers on doing this. And honestly, the fundamental technology is pretty similar to the space plane they just put up and similar to, say, the U.S. space shuttle, where you use a rocket, you put something in orbit, um, and then you bring it down and it kind of glides to its target. So the Chinese have had these capabilities for a long time. They've said it's something they're interested in. They've done research. I I guess maybe they should have, you know, engraved it on a on a on a silver platter or something and set it in. I, I think we had plenty of warning. <laughs> so they write in papers about it. They've been talking about it forever. The Army, the Air Force, our Army and Air Force has been warned about this kind of stuff. Oh, I'll get to that in a minute. Hillary Clinton's rolling all that stuff. So the warning signs have been there forever. What's the CIA doing? Well, I can tell you what they're not doing. They're clearly not worried about hypersonic missiles in China or Russia because we were surprised yet again. How is that? Was the CIA too busy helping set up Donald Trump? Remember the meeting in London? What was it back in May between Bill Prestep of the FBI and, uh, and uh, all of the people involved in the Spygate thing back in May of 2016? You remember that? London, where the CIA, uh, the London station chief, Gina Haspel, who the, uh, was the CIA director under Trump and later under Biden. Remember how she was the London station chief when that meeting was going on, where the whole thing got launched? What was she doing? She seems to be really busy these days, not doing a lot about Chinese hypersonic missiles. Was she involved anyway in that meeting in London when she was the station chief? They're too busy with wokeism. Remember their ads in the CIA? Hey, well, we hired a 72 transgender minority. Uh, and you're like, wait, what? Great, terrific. 
fantastic. We shouldn't discriminate against anyone. Maybe you should focus on other stuff, though, rather than advertising how woke and super diverse you are. I mean, can you just, like, focus on nuclear weapons from China? So you may ask yourself if, as the commentator said, and he was correct, the U.S. intel community has known about the threat of hypersonic weapons for a long time, then why were they surprised that China just launched one? Why were they surprised when Russia recently launched one? What pushed them over the edge? Where did they get this technology from? Did people know about this technology being transferred to China and Russia? Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. But we were surprised early in October about Russia using hypersonic missiles and testing them as well. Here you go. CBS News, Mary Elushina. Russia claims first successful tests of Sircon hypersonic missile from a submarine. It's just stunning how much the left will put up with, despite the evidence being right in front of their freaking faces every time. Who gave Russia and China the technology, despite the fact that we're probably two years away from a hypersonic missile ourselves? Again, that evades radar, travels five times the speed of sound, travels in low Earth orbit, and could be nuclear-tipped. Should probably have one of those, right? Now, we're a couple years away. But where did China and Russia get the technology? Remember the Tucker Carlson rule? Tucker says all the time, whatever the left accuses you of, they're typically guilty of themselves. Well, the Trump collusion thing, maybe it was just a big effort to hide the Democrats' collusion with the Russians to give them and China access to technology to create a hypersonic missile that could kill us and wipe us all out. Oh, man, that's a lot. Oh, it is a lot. And that they knew the entire time if they said, look, squirrel, Trump, Russia collusion. They knew the entire time that the lapdog, grotesque media would never pay attention to the real collusion right in front of their faces. The Democrats party's, uh, Democrat Party's collusion with Russia and the transfer of hypersonic missile technology that could wipe us all out. Do you remember this article from a while ago by Diana West? Listen to me, please. Please. With humility and the greatest of respect for my audience. You need to read this article. You need to print it. And you need to commit it to memory. It is in the newsletter today. You go to Bongino.com slash newsletter. Just click follow, sign me up, whatever it says. It's free. It's in my newsletter today. I have used this article many times. How did they get hypersonic missile technology? Because we gave it to them. Daily Caller by Diana West, who, full disclosure, is a friend of mine. First, let's walk through it step by step. Keep in mind, who gave the Russians and the Chinese technology to destroy us? We did. First step, what is Skolkovo and what does this have to do with hypersonic missile technology in Russia and China? From the piece. Here's an army report from the Diana Westby's and the Daily Caller. An army report written in 2012. That's nine years ago. It was released in 2013. And it was to assess the implications for U.S. policymakers. Listen very closely. This is an army report written almost 10 years ago. Quote, although military activities are not an official cluster of activity, the Skolkovo Foundation has, in fact, been involved in defense-related activities since December of 2011, when it approved the first weapons-related project, the development of a hypersonic cruise missile engine. This is 10 years ago. There was a Russian technology project called Skolkovo. They envisioned it as their version of Silicon Valley, the Russians. What was the problem with Skolkovo? The Skolkovo project in Russia, 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, our intelligence officials in the military and around the world knew it was a scam. Skolkovo was not about technology. It was about weapons technology. And using a Silicon Valley-type front model in Skolkovo in Russia to steal our technology and priority number one, create a hypersonic missile to kill us. 
You think it was just the army who knew about Skolkovo and the Russians and creating a hypersonic weapon to wipe us out? Oh, no. The Air Force issued a report, too. Quote, fast forward to November of 2016, shortly after Donald Trump was elected president, when the U.S. Air Force released a report on, <laughs> no way, the Russian and Chinese hypersonic missile threat to the U.S. Quote from the Air Force report. The United States is vulnerable to future attack by hypersonic missiles from China and Russia and is falling behind in the technological race to develop both defensive and offensive high-speed maneuvering arms, according to a new Air Force study. What the hell was the intelligence community up to? The answer, they were busy spying on Donald Trump and leaking to the media to get Donald Trump out of office. That's what they were busy doing. This Skolkovo project in Russia was stealing our technology to develop weapons to kill us. You need more? Here's the shocking plain language from the Army, again, from 2012. Skolkovo is an ambitious enterprise aiming to promote technology transfer, generally by inbound direct investment and occasionally through selected acquisitions. As such, Skolkovo is arguably an overt alternative to to clandestine industrial espionage, with the additional distinction that it can achieve such a transfer on a much larger scale and more efficiently. Ladies and gentlemen, it is obvious the defense community was warning everyone in power, Skolkovo in Russia, the project, was stealing our technology under the guise of some commercial technology enterprise likened to Silicon Valley in the United States. Everybody knew it. Want to see what the Clinton's connection to this is? How, again, the Trump-Russia story was a convenient, look, shiny red object moment to get the stupid dunce media away from the fact that we were training and transferring technology to enemies of the United States that would later be used to develop weapons to kill us? Stay tuned. Let me just get to my second sponsor. I'm going to go through this. This story, shockingly, ladies and gentlemen, gets worse. If I sound a little infuriated today, I am. I've only been warning about Joe. How long we've been talking about Skolkovo? I don't know, four years now? Easily. Five years? Yeah, easily. Joe's heard the story a thousand times. Where's the intel community? I don't know, looking for a PP tape? If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So what does Hillary Clinton have to do and Bill Clinton with Skolkovo? Been warning about this forever. Skolkovo was an obvious project in Russia to steal our technology. Here, back to the Diana West piece. Starting in May of 2010, the Washington Examiner reported, drawing on emails obtained by Citizens United, that the Clinton Foundation staff pushed Hillary Clinton's State Department to approve a meeting between Bill Clinton and a powerful Russian oligarch as her agency, the State Department, lined up investors for a project under his purview. His name was Victor Vexelberg of Renova, a Clinton Foundation donor, and the project under his purview was the Skolkovo Innovation Center, which is being built near Moscow. What what else do you need to hear? Don't worry, I've got more. Wait, there's a bad infomercial. Wait, there's more. So just to be clear, Hillary Clinton, when she was the Secretary of State, the State Department was pushing for an okay to have Bill Clinton go over to give a speech for $500,000 in Russia, where he was going to meet with Victor Vexelberg, who was the head of the Skolkovo project, which we knew, we knew 
was stealing our technology to create a hypersonic weapon to kill us, which we now claim we're surprised about. Now this bill, intelligence community, <laughs> what happened? We didn't know. Bill's meeting with the guy over in Russia while on a paid speech over there? The guy running Skolkovo? You may be saying to yourself, the story can't possibly get any worse. Bill and Hillary Clinton are intimately involved with a guy heading a project, creating weapons and stealing our technology, weapons to kill us. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it does get worse. And what do you know? From the Daily Caller piece, 17 out of the 28 tech companies that hitched up with Skolkovo also contributed to the Clinton Foundation. Just a big dink, I'm sure. Meanwhile, Barack Obama's support for Russian, for Russian WTO, World Trade Organization membership, made the whole global flow so much easier. Oggy just said, it's always the same people, man. Just follow the money, folks. I wrote about this stuff in three books on this Spygate disaster, how it was always an attempt to hide Democrat collusion with the Russians on the creation of a hypersonic weapon and on giving the Russians access to our uranium reserves. Wait, wait, Dan. Wait, wait, wait. Come on. So you're suggesting to me the Democrat Party in the United States had a role in the creation of hypersonic weapons that are now being used to target the United States and could potentially wipe us out, and also a role in giving them access to our uranium, which could be used to build nuclear weapons to tip the hypersonic missiles to kill us. That's exactly what I'm telling you and have been telling you forever. That's why this story this weekend was like a tick embedding under my skin. I couldn't get so annoyed by it. This has been out there forever. What does Uranium One have to do with this entire story? Let's go to this article by John Solomon in The Hill. This will be in the show notes, too. Gee, take a note. Don't let me forget to put this story in the show notes. I'm not sure if I connected it, but I will. I'll put this one in there, too. Bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter show notes, same thing. Read this, uh, this, this baby here. The case for Russia collusion against the Democrats. John Solomon, February 2nd, 2019. You want the icing on the cake? So Bill Clinton asked permission to go meet with Vexelberg, right? Vexelberg, who was running the Skolkovo project. Hillary's State Department was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Go meet with Vexelberg running Skolkovo. Just make sure everybody donates to the Clinton Foundation. He wanted to meet with someone else, too. Bill Clinton on that trip. Quote, John Solomon. That's because he asked permission to meet with Vexelberg, the head of Skolkovo, and Arkady Dvorkovich, a senior official at Rosatom, the Russian nuclear giant seeking the State Department's permission to buy Uranium One, a Canadian company with massive U.S. uranium reserves. You think it's all a big conspiracy theory? You think I'm just making the stuff up that I've been warning you about for five, six years now? You think you're wasting your time here on the show? These people hate us, folks. The Biden administration, the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton, these people hate everything this country stands for. Bill Clinton will take a speaking fee in a minute. And over there, he'll go over to Russia and make sure he meets with people to smooth these Skolkovo and Uranium One, to smooth the path so they can steal our, our technology to build weapons to kill us and then tip it with nuclear power where we turn over our uranium to them. Where are the fact checkers? What's that? They Iran. They want the Iran deal, right? The death to America crowd too. Where's the media on this? Where are the fact checkers? The answer is they're in on it. They hate the country too. They hate you. They hate everything. Everything this country stands for. They only love what'll burn it down. Now do you see why they're resurrecting the PP tape again? And Christopher Steele's? It all makes sense, folks. George Stephanopoulos, Clinton operative. All of a sudden has this groundbreaking, explosive new interview with Christopher Steele. Wow, that's convenient. The same weekend, news gets launched about a hypersonic weapon capable of evading our missile defenses that could wipe out the United States when nuclear powered. 
destroy big cities. The Clintons gave it to him. Clintons assisted in the effort. Now all of a sudden, as if out of nowhere, Christopher Steele, who uh, is, is part of the dossier and the famous pee hoax and Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. All of a sudden, as if out of nowhere, Christopher Steele resurfaces in interviews with a former Clinton operative, George Stephanopoulos. All of a sudden, they're like, hey, pee tape, man, this thing probably is real. Yeah, look, look, Trump, Russia, look. You know, let me get to my third sponsor. And more, I appreciate your patience. Our sponsors want to talk to you about. I want to get through this and make this. Uh, just please stay tuned. It's one of the most important shows we've done in a long time. Just keep in mind, it's Christopher Steele. The timing of this was done deliberately. It's not a mistake. This is the look squirrel moment if I've ever seen one. Okay, back to the story. So here is some video from George Stephanopoulos, former Clinton operative. Conveniently, his interview this weekend. Oh, they may have done it, but it aired uh, this weekend. <clears throat> He's doing some docudrama, whatever, because that's what it is with Christopher Steele. And notice now how right as the hypersonic missile story breaks that the Clintons had a connection to, a former Clinton operative tries to resurrect the Donald Trump pee-pee tape story through Christopher Steele. Listen to this crap, and we'll dismantle this nonsense. Uh, check this out. You filed your first memo June 20th, 2016. Yep. We had a debate, obviously, about the golden showers thing. I said, don't put that in. It sort of detracts from the key message here that the Russians have actually been monitoring and cultivating Trump for years. Chris Burroughs thought it was a mistake to put it in. It wasn't just Chris. I think my, my wife also thought it shouldn't be in there. By then, Chris had remarried, now to his wife, Catherine, who he had known before in his previous government work. My view has always been that we have to stay true to the intelligence. I've seen situations in the past where things have been smoothed off at the edges, where things that might seem a bit outlandish have been left out and so on and so forth. And to me, that's wrong. Golden rule for golden showers. You just don't talk about sex in reports. This is a serious business. We are there to objectively report things. I said, take out the PP tape. Please take out the PP tape. How do you respond to that? I would quite like not to have to talk about sex in reports, but when you have an organisation like the FSB, you cannot ignore that as a factor in these situations. If you have confidence in the track record of your sources, you have to reflect accurately what they tell you. You think this is all an accident? This hack resurfaces with a former Clinton operative conveniently right around now? when the Durham report's about to break and the hypersonic missile story's about to break, you think it's an accident that he resurfaces? And again, check out The Independent, this article by John Bowden, that Christopher Steele is back defending the dossier and the PP tape, saying it, quote, probably exists. Remember the PP tape? The allegation that Trump was in a hotel in Russia and paid some Russian prostitutes to pee on a bed and he was on tape, caught on tape by the Russians doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, the story is ridiculous. There is no such tape. Only idiots like Rachel Maddow talk about this. This is for morons. Here, just so you understand how discredited and debunked the different layers of debunkedness this thing's gone through. Christopher Steele claimed he got the information about this tape from his primary subsource. The primary subsource who claims he heard about it says he got it from person one. The allegation surfaced in and around June, but the person that the source claimed he met with to get the P-tape information, he was still trying to make an introduction in July. Listen, I need you two here as co-ombudsman on this one. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Steele says, I heard about the PP tape from this primary subsource. The primary subsource says, I heard it from person one. Yet they know who all these people are. Danchenko and all of these people. The primary subsource, the information says it, they say it surfaced in June about the PP tape. But the guy he says he heard it to, he's still trying to introduce himself to him in July, a month after. The whole story's made up. The whole story, does that make sense? Is this hard? The whole story's made up. The Washington Post reporter, was it Miller? The Washington Post reporter said they sent reporters to every hotel over in Prague, 
and hotels. They can't verify any of the Cohen Prague story in the dossier. Isakov, Michael Isakov, lefty nut saying, listen, the dossier is probably going to turn out most of it to be false. John Brennan asked on Rachel Maddow's show, hey, did you see any evidence of Russians colluding with the U.S.? Says no. Susan Rice on a congressional hearing under oath says no evidence of Russian collusion. Sergey Milian denying every one of these allegations. He's alleged to be source D. This thing is made up, ladies and gentlemen. Only idiots fall for this story. So why are they resurrecting it now? Because the Durham report or Durham's investigation is probably closing in on someone. I don't know who. I have no faith in the Justice Department. Probably a low-level player. I have zero faith in these people. But the hypersonic missile story, I think they knew was going to kick them in the grapefruits. I'll wrap it up here. They know that someone, a Taibi, an Aaron Mate, a Glenn Greenwald, or someone, some journalist who's not a conservative, but does actual journalism, they know sooner or later, someone's going to pick up on this hypersonic missile story. And it's going to be really, really bad when the American public finds out that the Democrat Party financed their own destruction. Literally their own destruction. Weapons designed to destroy them. All right. Speaking of gaslighting, which this is, you know what gaslighting is, right? Tell a lie, tell it confidently, isolate people from the truth. The media's role in gaslighting is to isolate people from the truth, never let them see the truth. Therefore, the lie goes uncontested. This is no different. The White House is still continuing shifting gears with the gaslighting on their $3.5 trillion porculus plan. Here we go again, October 17th, this weekend. The cost of the Build Back Better agenda is $0. Uh, Again, we have a group of fact checkers out there. They're a comical lot of losers, a lot lot of dipwads like I've never seen in my life who will do anything to run interference. This is the easiest fact check in human history. The bill costs three and a half trillion dollars, which is taken from you. They're making this up. Fact checkers nowhere to be found. They're busy trying to save Biden from the embarrassing collapse of the Biden agenda. They've had a call in reinforcements. Biden's popularity is at an all time low. It's collapsing by the day. He is surrounded by a vortex of stupid Buttigieg and others. Kamala Harris, total incompetence, and he needs reinforcements to rescue his agenda. So who comes in to save the day? Tom Kirchner, there he is. As Matt's written about, Matt Palumbo on my website, Bongito.com, many times. There's a piece coming out today. The single worst fact checker, a, a, a man so stupid, how he continues to put his name on this Grapefruit League propaganda speaks to the man's either ignorance or just his level of activism has gone up that he doesn't even care that you think he's real anymore. Here's PolitiFact. I, Again, an atrocity to humankind. Politifarce. Fact-checking, again, the claim to save the Biden agenda that inflation is going through the roof right now. Here's a fact-check by Kirchner, whose fact-checks are so ridiculously stupid. I'll cover more about Kirchner's fact-checks tomorrow. This guy's a disgrace to even fact-checking, which is saying a lot, considering that degenerates who can't even get a job in the media, where the dumbest people on planet Earth go, they can't even get a job there. They go into fact-checking. Kirchner's the worst of them. Here's his latest. This has got to be a joke. He's talking about a Facebook post. It says, lumber, gas, wheat, coal, and corn cost more in April of 2021 in Joe Biden's America than they did a year earlier. They rate this <laughs> half true. Half-ashed. Then in the fact check, the half true, Joe, then they do the fact check. Kirchner, this <laughs> moron, he goes through a litany of why it's true. All of it's true. So it's not half true. Every one of it's true. But in the fact check, he goes, well, listen, uh, yeah, it may be true, but he goes, it may be the supply, all this. Stuff. This is what these guys, they don't fact check Biden's claim that the $3.5 trillion bill costs zero, which is hilarious on his face. They fact-check the obvious and then give an opinion check afterwards as to the reasons the facts he claims there are true. Kirchner, again, this man has, how does this guy's family, like, do they not, have they disavowed knowing this guy yet? 
I mean, wait till I get, I'm going to, Matt's writing an article about it today. Some of the other humiliating fact checks this moron's been involved in. Lee, uh, uh, Gee, excuse me, Gee said, uh, he's starting to think Joe Kirchner has a political bias. What do you think? A little bit, maybe? Just a tad. Here, here's the cabal of idiots surrounding Joe Biden. Here's Pete Buttigieg on this weekend with, uh, what was he on, with Chris Wallace on Fox? Here's Buttigieg, the transportation secretary. He's on with Chris Wallace this weekend. Now, I've, uh, CNN, sorry. I've said about Buttigieg in the past that of all the stupid, smart people on planet Earth, remember the most dangerous people on planet Earth are stupid, smart people? Stupid, stupid people know their limitations. Smart, smart people can change the world. Stupid, smart people are the most dangerous people on planet Earth because they're smart enough to get things done, but not stupid enough to know the things are getting done are going to destroy society as we know it. Here's Pete Buttigieg trying to justify the massive inflation crisis and the lies of the Biden administration by claiming that there's inflation because Joe Biden rescued us, rescued us from a recession, and that, don't worry, it's just heavy consumer demand. Exactly, you idiot. Are you missing the point here? Check this out. Well, certainly a lot of the challenges that we've been experiencing this year will continue into next year, but there are both short-term and long-term steps that we can take to do something about it. Look, uh, part of what's happening isn't just the supply side, it's the demand side. Demand is off the charts. Retail sales are through the roof. And if you think about those images of uh, ships, for example, waiting at anchor on the West Coast, you know, every one of those ships uh, is full of record amounts of goods that Americans are buying uh, because demand is up, because income is up, uh, because the president has successfully guided this economy out of the teeth of a terrifying recession. Joe, I, mean, I know we don't like to beat this thing up, but I, you got to, I mean, that's at least two monthly. I'm, I'm sorry. We can't let that go. I'm, 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 thank you. I'm, I'm some... You're welcome, sir. So, folks, Pete Buttigieg, again, the stupidest smart person on planet Earth. Pete, here's how an economy, I'm getting, I'm not even kidding, because I can't believe how, look, how dumb these people are. Here's how an economy functions. There's a supply side and a demand side. When people demand stuff because you printed a bunch of money and pumped it into the economy to allow them the access to cash to go buy stuff, the way an economy, a functioning economy, accommodates people who demand things is to supply them. The reason there's no supply is because you paid people not to work to build stuff. Is that hard? That's why they can't find truckers. That's why they can't find ways around the longshoremen out in uh, the West Coast. That's why they can't find additional ports. That's why they can't find ships because of the Jones Act, because you created an artificial constraint. Do you think this guy's stupid? He doesn't understand supply and demand. Prices rise. More suppliers come in to take advantage. Compete away the higher prices. Demand is satiated. How hard is this? He basically proves the point we've been making on this show the entire time. That a lot of people want stuff. And because the Biden administration is destroying the incentive to work and supply stuff, we can't supply it. And then he claims it's a Joe Biden success. The it's Michael Anton celebration parallax. Right, right. Celebrate it, right? On the left, and you're a hero. Call it out on the right, you're a conspiracy theorist. We're saying the same thing. Pete Buttigieg is the stupid, smart person. He just admitted the truth. <sighs> All right. I have one more sponsor, and I want to get to this. A new rules segment. Folks, the new rules are we win, you lose. The old rules don't count anymore. Has everybody got that? The Biden administration has thrown the rules out the window. We should, too. Everybody listening, throw the rules out the window. The Hatch Act, the role of churches in politics, the Biden administration has given up. They don't care anymore. So the new rules are in effect. We shouldn't care either. We're in a ring with a referee who's only enforcing the rules on one side, our side. Throw the referee out of the ring. Now it's game on. So, ladies and gentlemen, the new rules are in effect. The new rules are the old rules are out the window. And if the old rules are out the window, then we should just ignore them, too. Biden administration has entirely given up. Churches now are open season for campaigning. Yep, that's right. 
We are throwing the Johnson Amendment out the window because the left has decided it doesn't matter. Here is a portion of a video airing in 300 uh, black churches this weekend in Virginia where Kamala Harris, the sitting vice president of the United States, openly campaigns for Terry McAuliffe uh, running for governor in Virginia and tells people to get out and vote for him. As clear a violation as I've ever seen of the Johnson Amendment. So the Johnson Amendment prohibiting direct campaigning in church is now out the window. So everybody should now use churches to campaign for people. You should actually give out pamphlets right outside churches now because it doesn't matter anymore. Here's Kamala Harris saying the new rules are the old rules don't matter. Check it out. Virginians, you have the opportunity now to raise your voice through your vote because it's election time. As you know, this is an important election coming up on Tuesday, November 2nd, and early voting is already underway. I believe that my friend Terry McAuliffe is the leader Virginia needs at this moment. Terry McAuliffe has a long track record of getting things done for the people of Virginia. Here's a red state piece covering how Kamala Harris has said, you know what, that Johnson Amendment thing, that doesn't matter. We're Democrats. The media won't expose us because they're disgusting, grotesque hacks. So the, you're just not, Republicans aren't allowed to campaign in churches. That's, that, that's gone now. That's gone. Everybody, it's gone. Kamala Harris just said it's gone. Here's a great piece by Bonchi in Red State. Kamala Harris appears in law-breaking video because nothing matters anymore. Quote, the church is playing this video, which is not only political, but actually endorses a candidate, is a clear violation of the Johnson Amendment, which prohibits tax-exempt churches from engaging in the direct or indirect promotion of a candidate for office. Here's the legal definition per NPR, the Johnson Amendment. Under the terms of the 1954 legislation, churches and other nonprofit organizations that are exempt from taxation are, quote, absolutely prohibited from directly or indirectly participating in or intervening in any political campaign on behalf of or in opposition to any candidate for elective public office, according to the IRS website. Doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter anymore. So if it doesn't matter for the left, then it doesn't matter for us either. Let them prosecute us, folks. We're on the right side of history. Let them prosecute us. Let them walk us all out of churches and daisy chains. As exhibit number one in the court cases, why the Obama administration, the DOJ, the FBI, and others didn't prosecute Kamala Harris for directly campaigning for a candidate and directly calling for people to get out and vote for that candidate. Let them do it. Listen, we're all going to take it on the chin sooner or later. That means some of us wind up in bracelets, handcuffs, and so be it. Saving the country is not going to be easy, folks. The people in charge are grotesque. These are horrible America-hating human beings that will forfeit our safety and security to help finance foreign countries' destruction of the United States. You think these people give a damn about the rules? You think they care about you? They've thrown the rules out. It's time for us to throw the rules out, too. Take the referee and toss him out of the boxing ring. The Hatch Act doesn't matter anymore, either. You know, when I was in the Secret Service, we weren't allowed to openly campaign for people because of the Hatch Act, which prohibits select government employees from openly campaigning. Apparently, that doesn't apply to Peppermint Patty. Here's Jen Psaki at the actual White House press briefing room, the Brady press room, at the podium, doing exactly that, campaigning in direct violation of the Hatch Act. Check this out. We're going to do everything we can uh, to help uh, former Governor McAuliffe, and we believe in the agenda he's, he's representing. So to all those federal employees restricted by the Hatch Act, you can throw that out the window. Doesn't matter to Jen Psaki. Shouldn't matter to you either. Let them fire you. Just make sure you have that tape ready to go with your attorney. Listen, folks, a lot of us are taking it on the chin. Many of you listen to my show on Friday. No, I've been doing the same. I promise I'm not leading from behind on this. And I won't be leading from behind on this cumulus debacle either. You have my word. I'm doing everything within my power to do it and to change things. I'm not going to leave you out there alone. And if I'm the one who winds up in bracelets too because of it, then that's the way it's got to be. Here's another rule they don't seem to care about. Here's our Pino, president name only, that rotting bag of bones in the White House. Most corrupt president in the United States history. By far, not even a close second. Yeah, that's in history. Sold us out to our foreign enemies in conjunction with uh, Hillary and Obama. 
Here's Biden in a restaurant in D.C. where there's an indoor mask mandate. I want you to notice something very suspicious about Biden's mask. Check this out. Yeah, for those of you listening on audio, you didn't hear anything because there's nothing to hear. It's just Joe Biden. Did you see his mask, Joe, when you cut that? Oh, no. It was one no. of those. No, no, I didn't. You didn't, right? Uh-huh. It wasn't a clear mask? Gee, did you see it? One scotch tape mask? No, no, no diaper. No. Yeah, no, no, no diaper. Yeah, no face diaper for old Joe, the rotting bag of bones. Joe seems to be okay. Rules don't seem to apply to him in Washington, D.C. So if the mask mandates don't apply to Joe Biden, then they don't apply to you either. New rules. The old rules are out the window. New rules are we win, you lose. We're going to save this country. Mask mandates don't matter. Joe Biden just said it. Speaking of gaslighting, which we talked about before, the leftist lies. How they isolate us from the truth. They lie, they lie confidently, and they lie often. Here's Dr. Fauci in an interview this weekend with Chris Wallace. This is the Chris Wallace interview, right? Sorry, I got him backwards. This is the Chris Wallace interview on Fox News. Here's Dr. Fauci asked a question by Chris Wallace, like, hey, man, a lot of people don't trust you anymore. Why do you think that is? And watch him, despite the fact that Dr. Fauci lied about, lied, yes, lied about masks. He said, you don't need masks. Then he turned around and said, you need masks. He was lying the second time, not the first time. People get that story backwards. Remember, he said, you don't need masks. They don't really, they're not really that effective. He was right. And then he lied about it, said, no, you do, because the political winds changed. Then he licked his finger. Then remember when he admitted to lying about herd immunity? He gave you a number and then the number mysteriously kept going up. He admitted lying about that too. Fauci, remember him on Christmas? Uh, Christmas, no good. Oh, Christmas, good. Lord Fauci. Why does no one trust Fauci? Because Fauci doesn't trust himself and he's a darn liar. Here's Fauci blaming people who don't trust him and, and calling them conspiracy theorists and calling them out for his lies. Check this out. I'm not so sure I could answer the latter because I can't think of anything, but I'm sure some people will. But, you know, Chris, I have stood for always making science, data and evidence be what we guide ourselves by. And I think people who feel differently, who have conspiracy theories, who deny reality that's looking them straight in the eye. Those are people that don't particularly care for me. And that's understandable, because what I do and I try very hard is to be guided by the truth. And sometimes the truth becomes inconvenient for some people. So they react against me. That just is what it is. There's not much I can do about that. This guy's incredible. This guy is incredible how he's disgraced himself in this country. He is on the record having openly lied about masks, about herd immunity, being on the opposite side, getting it wrong about the vaccines and their effectiveness. He's on the record. And what does he do? He blames you. If there was ever evidence in modern medical history of a guy who has no leadership qualities whatsoever, not a single redeeming characteristic, it's Dr. Anthony Fauci. Just a disgrace. Gaslighting. He lies. He lies confidently. He lies often. And they isolate people from the truth. The left still celebrates this guy. They cover for him. Wasn't it IMDB and Amazon and everyone? Are they trying to rescue the Fauci documentary? making it seem like the reviews aren't as awful as they really are. I didn't have enough time for that story. All right, last story, and I, and I got to run. Radio show should be interesting today. So, again, proving my point that I'm not wasting your time here on the show. Do you remember last week when I was discussing with you how any first-semester MBA student would know about what they call just-in-time inventory? Just-in-time inventory is a modern inventory management approach where businesses that have you know heavy operating leverage, right? They need a lot of materials. Steel industry, uh, you know, uh, textiles, you're producing a lot of sneakers, you need a lot of rubber, a lot of fabric, a lot of thread, whatever it may be, right? You need a lot of that stuff. The problem is a lot of your money is tied up in inventory in those businesses. And you may never, you may buy, I don't know, 10,000 pounds of rubber for a sole. And then the sneaker bombs, and then you have, you know, 8,000 pounds of rubber laying around. So what businesses figured out is with the efficiencies in global supply chains and global technology and internet communications, that they could keep just enough, you know, rubber or thread or whatever it may be for the sneakers around. We didn't have to tie up a lot of their money in inventory. And they could make the sneakers just in time as people ordered them online. Brilliant, right? Smart idea. Everyone knew that. So who's 
stupid ass idea was it to lock down the economy when we knew very little about the coronavirus, understanding nobody had an inventory to open the economy up. Again, who did that? Idiots in government. Yes. And some of them in the past administration, too, who recommended this stupid idea. Now, the Washington Examiner, read this piece in my newsletter today, Mongino.com slash newsletter. America's broken supply chain, Scott Alincicum. Well, what is the opening of the economy and the printing of trillions of dollars and flooding the economy with it, which the Biden administration thought was a great idea? It's created the bullwhip effect. That has pushed others to do the same. Lean, just-in-time inventory management has been replaced by a just-in-case approach. That's seen some buyers, especially in the U.S., because of the scarcity of stuff, double or triple their inventory levels. The exact opposite of just-in-time. Shipping capacity can't keep up. Logistics firm Flexport estimates, for example, that global demand for ocean cargo space is 20 to 30 percentage points higher than available capacity, even though ocean carriers have deployed every ship they have, including ones not even designed to carry containers. Ladies and gentlemen, we're being governed by idiots. By idiots. My first semester in business school at Penn State, I learned about this. How is it that the so-called smartest people on the planet, who were really the stupid smart people in government, didn't realize when they shut down the economy and printed a bunch of money to give to people to spend on stuff, that there was no stuff there and no stuff to build because there was no inventory of commodities and products to build the stuff. How stupid are these people? Being led by morons. Keep putting your faith in government, liberals. Keep it up. Let me just say again before we end the show today, um, please subscribe to my Rumble account. Maybe important in the future. Probably picking up what I'm putting down. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It's free. It's where you can find my podcast every day, the video version. Listen to it on audio uh, anywhere, wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe. I will not be complying in any way, shape, or form with any cumulus demands about my vaccine, my vaccine history. It's public. You all know it. I will not be providing any documentation whatsoever. And I will be working this week to rectify this situation or something's going to have to give. I'm not going to comply with this and I'm not going to be part of it. Listen later where we'll highlight this. Could be interesting. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard.